Hello, welcome to Maitre D Diaries, a front of the house industry podcast that takes you behind the scenes and inside the heads of the people who run your favorite restaurants. This spring, in honor of Danielle Bouloud's 30 years of restaurant Danielle, nine former Danielle Maitre D's got together on Zoom. There was so much gratitude and appreciation swirling around that call. Thanksgiving seems like the perfect time to share that conversation with you. I was there from 2014 to early 2019, and those five years were certainly the most amazing five years of my life. I started working for Danielle in 2005. I moved to New York from San Francisco. It was the only place I even considered going after working in San Francisco. Working for Danielle was a fantastic experience for me. It gave me drive to improve myself professionally. Uh, It gave me a bit of confidence and maybe some courage to move on and try new things. Here's this newbie from Hawaii. Who does he think he is going to come into the house of Danielle to run the door? It was just a great time. It was There was an energy. The people, you know, you knew 75% of the restaurant between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I was very fortunate to be there at that time. I only have amazing, like, just thank you and thank you and thank you stories. My life changed completely just from being there. Very happy and very lucky and fortunate that I came to this beautiful country and that I met Daniel. I don't know how he does it. He's unstoppable. It was like like a theater uh, every single night. Equally enjoyable and stressful because every single detail had to be perfect. So Daniel is Daniel and we feed off his energy. And uh, it's For a pleasure sure. to, uh, to celebrate the 30 years of a legacy like that and hopefully much, much more to come. Hi, Maite. Nice to meet Hi, you. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good, very good. Thank you. Here comes Dante. Hello. Hello everyone. Hi. Okay, here comes Marcus. Carrie, how are you? It's been years. There's John. Hello. Morning. It's been so long. <laughs> you look fantastic. Oh my God, you look great. <laughs> we both, we have both great. have the same ceiling thing going on here. Hi, Marcus. Well, I'm hiding hey in my room. <laughs> hey, Draxler. Hey, they won't find what's me. Going on? Hey. Oh, Marcus. Well, Dante, what's up, Marcus? It's been a while. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Where are you? I am yeah, in uh, Houston, say Texas. Where we are. Houston, Texas. Okay. Dante, where are you? I'm on French Street in the seaport here in lovely Manhattan. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know. Nice. Winterman in Brooklyn. Park Slope. Yeah. Park Slope. Look at that. Eric Carzozo over there. Yep. I'm in Carroll Gardens in Brooklyn. Great. Who are we missing here? My <laughs> Ladies are very international. So nice. Yeah. I didn't hear where, where you are. I'm in St. Paul de Fenouillet in France, the south of uh, Roussillon oh. region of France. Magnifique. <laughs> <laughs> Rural. <laughs> it looks amazing. I love following your um, pictures on Instagram and seeing your Beautiful life with your sweet family. So nice. Here, yeah, no, there, there. There he is. Right. All right. Let's see. I think this is everybody. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep. Alvier, you there? I'm here. Hi. Hello, um, everyone. Hi. What's up, Alvier? Hey. 
But this is really, I thought, a great time because as you've probably followed Danielle's feed, he's um, putting a lot of energy into this celebration of 30 years of Restaurant Danielle. And I think that it's a great time for us to just use it as an excuse to get together. I think that's what <laughs> Danielle always did and still does is use kind of milestone moments as an excuse to throw a party mm -hmm. or to get together with people and so in his honor, here we are. I just want everybody to go around it first of all and say your name, when, um, when you worked for DB and in what position. Erica, if I can jump in, just because I think most of the call, most of the people I see on this call do know each other. Yeah. There's a few people on the call I do not know. So allow me to please introduce myself uh, as I, I, you know, just so happy and honored to be on this call with all of you NX legends. And mm -hmm. my, my, ten, my, my tenure at Dynex was much later than some of most of you names that I've heard over the years working for Danielle. I, I didn't start working for Dynex until 2014 with Dominic Pola when Gavin Kaysen was just on his way out. Chef Aaron was the, was the exec chef, the cuisine at the time. I came into to Cafe Boulou as a service director with Edouard Bourgeois as Psalms and Jason Ferretti, Jason Ferretti as, as Maitre D, who had taken over for John Winterman. Really an amazing group of people. And through them, I learned so much and developed as a manager working for Daniel at Cafe with Daryl and Wonder at the bar. I was there from 2014 to early 2019 when I moved to Daniel for a very short period of time before leaving Dynex. And those five years were certainly the most amazing five years of my life. I remember meeting the Marcus Drexler of the world who come into the restaurant and I'll hear their stories and time they were at Dynex. And just meeting people and just anyone who I met who had been at Dynex prior to me had such an amazing career moving on. And for me, it just set the bar so high and I couldn't be more excited to have been a part of that. And uh, thank you, Erica, for this opportunity for me to be on this call and getting to to see finally some of the faces that I could match the names to. When when I left New York early in 2020, that's when Chef Aaron, who happens to have become my best friend over the time we worked together, really decided to take a shot at opening a restaurant here in Houston, Texas, Blue Dorn, which really became a huge success in town. Then we followed it with a second seafood concept called Navy Blue that opened just late last year in November. And those are the two restaurants that we're operating right now with a third um, that is slated to open early next year in Memorial area. That would be more of a, a tavern, an upscale tavern restaurant that we're opening in Memorial. So that's me, Sharif, in a nutshell. And again, very much grateful to be on this call and finally happy getting to meet you all. Amazing. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. And I will say, I'll just add, everyone should take a road trip. Uh, down to Houston. We had an amazing time and I seriously considered moving down there just to work with you guys because it's amazing. Thank you, Erica. That means a lot. Thank you. I'll go. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So I started working for Danielle in 2005. I moved to New York from San Francisco. It was the only place I even considered uh, going after working in San Francisco. Um, he moved me to Maitre D at Cafe Blue to 2007, middle of the year there. Stuck around there until, oh Christ, 2010. And I moved down to Daniela's Maitre D. Left there in 2014 after giving them 
hopefully the worst seating they've ever had on a Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then open Batard, which got shot out of a cannon and got the best new restaurant. Uh, when COVID hit, we were well under construction of Francie, which finally got open in late 2020 for about a week. So it's all in. I worked for Danielle almost nine years. Uh, I'm counting a lot of names on here that have not been to Francie yet. The fact that you might be in I want, Spain. I want to go. The fact that you might be in Spain or France or New Jersey doesn't really count. So <laughs> it's first it's first stop when I go to New York next. Okay, we'll we'll carry your wine if you come over. So. <laughs> I will remind you of that. Yeah, all in. I worked for Danielle for for nine years at Cafe Blue, and I, I I was fortunate enough, by the way, to go over to Beijing for a month and help open the restaurant during the Olympics, which. In and of itself was like a lifetime of work in one month, but that's another story. Awesome. John, Thank you, John Winterman. And please say who you are because people don't know. Yep. And John Winterman, just want to say, even from Houston, Texas, I, I hear from about Francine all the time. Amazing things. We've had guests dine here who came in. When people come to the restaurant, they always bring this New York stories. And I'm so happy for you. Congrats, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, Kareem. <laughs> All right, Kareem's with us now too. Who's going next? How about Carrie? Hi, I can go next. My name is Carrie Sumner and I actually, I worked for the company twice. I started working as a hostess at DB Bistro in 2002. And then I went on to Cafe Blue. I was kind of trying to get into the wine side of things. So that's why I ended up leaving. And then after my first harvest in Napa in 2007, I came back to open Bar Blue in 2007. Dante and I, we worked together at Cafe Blue. I was okay, one correct. of his hostesses correct. back when I was like 21. <laughs> correct. And I learned a lot from Dante. Uh, so much. And um, any Cafe Boulou was always one of my favorite restaurants. Uh, and uh, so it was a good five years between leaving Cafe Boulou and then coming into Bar Boulou, um, doing other things, looking into wine, going to the winemaking side of things. And, and then I came back. Bar Boulou was my last job in New York City. Working for Danielle, it was really, it was a fantastic experience for me. It, it gave me drive to improve myself professionally and to be more disciplined. I'm not very disciplined, so <laughs> that was inspiration to be. And working for Danielle, it gave me a bit of confidence mm. and maybe some courage to move on and try new things and do new things, which is maybe why I'm doing what I'm doing now. I always loved, especially as a maitre d', I always loved Danielle calling and I would <laughs> often get out of the service meeting to talk to Danielle on the phone because he would want to know who's coming in and yes, what's going on. Yes. And I always kind of, I looked forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't change. Still exactly the same. <laughs> he always said what was on his mind as well. And I enjoyed it. It was always a good experience. I was in Napa in 2007. I was working um, for a, a winery there that also had a domain here in the South of France. And when I told him I was going back to New York, he said, this was Abe Schoner. He told me, you're not going back to New York. You're going to become a winemaker. And then 
I did go back to New York and, but then I left again. And so now I, I'm living in St. Paul de Fenouillet, which is in the Roussillon region of France. And this is where I met my husband and we grow and make wine and have a little boy. Amazing. It was a big change from New York. I, we, it's a village of about a thousand people. So it was a really big change, but now it's a really great balance. Wonderful. How about Marcus? Okay, yeah, Marcus Draxler. I grew up in Austria. I grew up in the restaurant industry. My parents had an inn and met my wife on a cruise ship. She was from New Jersey and spoke to a customer on the cruise line who was a regular at Danielle and who was kind enough to write a recommendation letter. So I came to New York in 99, bought a Sagat guide, went to a couple of restaurants, got pushed away from the Cirque and other places. But I was fortunate enough that Danielle looked at the resume, looked at the recommendation letter and offered me a position as an assistant waiter in October of 1999. Wasn't too happy in the beginning working at Danielle. The French one of them very nice to me. Coming as an Austrian, non-speaking French <laughs> person to the Upper East Side. But I worked my way through, got promoted quickly to be the maitre d'. Uh, no, sorry, the first as a captain at Danielle. Then was a year at Café Boulieu as the maitre d', and then had the opportunity, was given the chance to go back to Danielle, and I think it was 2001 or 2002 to be the maitre d', and I worked until the end of 2007 with Danielle, and it was just an incredible experience. Great opportunity, great time to be the major dear Danielle with the people I met. And as I said, I came from a small village and then being at a place like Danielle at that time was just an incredible, incredible life experience and learned a lot and had the opportunity then in 2008 to move to the Middle East, worked there for two and a half years in the real estate world and came back. And then back then and since 2011 and then in 2012, I started my own company, Solex Fan Foods, small food distribution company. And I purchased a smokehouse in upstate New York where we smoke salmon. Fortunate enough, Danielle still buys from me and um, became a mentor in my business as well. And I love to have the energy he has. It's incredible where he takes it from. I don't know sometimes, but it's been, yeah. New York, Danielle, the Dynex family has been great to me and love being here, love what I do, love the relationship I have with everybody and the experience I had and yeah, not trying to build my own business, but found memories, great people I worked with and was very fortunate to be at the right time at the right place. Mm. Indeed. Yep. You were definitely because you took over when Bruno left, right? Yeah, of course, Bruno Jamais. When actually, when I came for my first interview, Danielle Bruno was standing there. I actually thought he owned the restaurant. So, yeah, but <laughs> it was quite interesting seeing him there, the dominance he had at the place. But, <laughs> and now it was, I think, from everybody on the phone here right now, I think it was the first guy being the Metro D at Danielle from everybody with me on this podcast now. It was just a great time. It was, there was an energy. There was yeah. the people you knew 75% of the restaurant between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And it was just, a, I don't think it exists anymore. It may does, I don't know, but it was just, I was very fortunate to be there at that time and the relationships I built and where I'm now, I couldn't have done it if it would have been somewhere else, I think. Here, here. Amazing. Right. Dante, sorry. 
Yes, I'd like if I could take the baton now. I think this is an appropriate moment. First, what an honor to be here with all of you. The power and the impact that we all have within ourselves and what we've done to the industry and to Dynex is remarkable. Um, but since, um, you know, Marcus, uh, just to hear your voice is just really special and care, you know, it just brings me back. So I'm going to get to my Dynex time machine and I'm going <laughs> to tell a couple of stories here that I think will really be pretty cool and will kind of bring some of this together. I remember the day that I got the call from Danielle to be a member of the team. And when you get, when the phone rings, and this is just after 9-11, when the changing of the garden things were happening and Marcus was being considered for restaurant Danielle and my dear friend Erica put a little bug in Danielle's ear that maybe Dante needs to be part of this team as well. So I remember I'm in my studio apartment in lower Manhattan and the phone rings and it's Danielle, Dante, Danielle, yeah, and offered me the position to be the next maitre d' at Cafe Baloo, coming from Hawaii and working for Rocker Dispirito for a very brief time at Union Pacific. And I, I of course, accepted the challenge. And so I can remember this like it was yesterday, walking up Madison Avenue to approach modern day, I think um, the Upper East Side is modern day Rome. And I crossed paths with Marcus as he was leaving Cafe Baloo for the last time as maitre d'. I don't know if you remember this, Marcus, we happened to be walking together and I thought that was really just a poignant time for me personally to be in your presence as we cross paths and I walked into the restaurant for the first time. And yes, a daunting task. Here's this newbie from Hawaii. Who does he think he is going to come into the house of Danielle to run the door? At the time, it was no text messages, no emails, no seven rooms, no open table. It was a book, a journal, and everything was written by pencil. And we would put those lists together. We would have to fax it over to Danielle so he could see who was on, on the roster for the evening. That first year was tough for me, but I had a great team of people, Wander and Joseph. And at first, kind of optimistic, who is this person? But it really, I learned a lot in that first year and finally made my mark. I was at Cafe Boulou for five years. And it really, to this day, has galvanized my place, all of our place, here, what we do then and now. And I have the, the real great thing to, to have come full circle. Andrew Carmelini was the chef at the time. And there were such greats as Dave Chang and Rich Teresi and um, Gail Simmons and all those people that were in, in the back of the house making it happen. And now have all gone on to do amazing things. And so after, you know, that five years, just like yourself, Carrie, I had five years working with you was incredible. You go off. I left Danielle for a period of time to uh, help Andrew Carmelini open a voce on 26 in Madison. Oh, right. I remember Continuing that. that tradition. He knew I wanted to go to and live in and be a dandy in, in London at one point. So Mar Marlon Nabella was his partner. So I go off to Dan to London to see the greenhouse and Morton's and Umu, and then come back to New York and, and open a voce, which was huge. And Frank Bruni, of course, gave us three stars out of the gate. And that was an amazing experience. And then, of course, that empire, that kind of split up. And then, of course, Andrew goes off to start NoHo Hospitality. And his first restaurant out of that was Lucanda Verde, which I am now currently the general manager of Lucanda Verde in Tribeca. 
I've been there for a year now, and it's quite a beast of a machine. As a matter of fact, before jumping on this call, I was at the corporate office on Broadway to discuss orientation and things of that sort as we start to get a lot more global. So there's a lot more things happening, which is, of course, exciting to see how Danielle has evolved. I've been Danielled at several times back then. You taught me that phrase. (laughs) So I will always remember that first time and I'll never forget that first time. And I will close with this. I'm going to share one story, my story of a cafe. Of course, if you all familiar with the restaurant back then, you would walk into the room. It wasn't like there was a lovely lounge at the time. You know, you walk through that red curtain and you were in the restaurant. And most New Yorkers are saying, oh my God, it is busy. How am I going to get my table? And I cannot remember the couple's name. This is many years ago. And the gentleman came up to me and he said, my wife just had brain surgery and she needs to sit down to eat. And of course, I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to make this happen. So he came up to me again. He said, no, I'm serious. So I I said, sir, why don't you come with me? So I brought him over to one of the tables, which had just departed. And I handed him some glassware to clear the table. And then we reset and I said, okay, your table is ready. (laughs) And at that point, he never (laughs) flinched ever. And I, I think... From that point on, even the wanders of the world, who was one of the captains, was like, oh, okay, I see where we're going with this. And that was it. So I just really, that catapulted my career with Dynex. But again, I know I was a little winded here, but what a pleasure to be co-host of this really, I think, remarkable concept. And Erica, I commend you very much for doing this. And I look forward to more. So I'm going to get back back to... Um, 2023 now and rejoin the call out of the Dynex time machine. But there you go. Great. Thank you so much. I love Thank that. Thank you, Dante. Merci. I love picturing everybody in their roles in those spaces. Hi, Tay. It's so nice to meet you. When I yes. started talking about who could we reach out to, many people said, my Tay, my Tay, my Tay. So thank you for being here with us and tell us your story. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Maite Montenegro. I'm from Spain. And when I I worked at Daniel from 2003 until 2009, my initial idea was a three-month internship. That's why I went there. And that's all I thought I was going to be. I moved to New York for those three months. And those three months, I was going to do go through the different departments because my family, I studied something different like business management. I worked in something different, but my family is in the restaurant and hospitality business and here in Spain. And they wanted me to work with them. Uh, But my first experience, I always lived hospitality, but not worked. And my first experience, I didn't want my parents to have my first, to be my first boss. So I end up, long story, if we have time, I'll tell you a story, but I end up at Daniel for those three months just to try. My first, I went to the kitchen. I worked with Georgette and Gail in um, um, PR, uh, like all the departments, but the first um, department I worked was as a hostess with Marcus. (laughs) And after four days working there, he was like, oh, would you like to work with me? And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm here for just, three months, like I'm going back to Spain, but I loved with him and I ended up going back to Spain. And then we talked and I ended up going back to New York, worked with him for all these years until 2007 when he left and then became 
the Metro D from 2007 after Marcus until 2009. And my experience there, I cannot believe. Like I have, I'm, I, I only have amazing, like just thank you and thank you and thank you stories. My life changed completely just from being there. Working at Daniel, it's, it's the best working experience I've had. I will always remember it, always. I met my husband there, had my first child there in New York, then moved back to Spain in 2011 and still working in hospitality with my family. But if I didn't go to Daniel, like none of this would have happened. It really changed my life for good. And like Marcus said, I think I had, probably we all think we were there on the best time. <laughs> like we all think, oh, our mother is the best. Okay, I think if, the time I went, it was the best time to be there. Like it was I work with many of you that are here with John, with Dante. I remember you at Cafe Bolu, and Elvir, with Marcos, Pierre, like so many people I'm still good friends with. And it's, I could be talking for, for hours and always super thankful for the experience. Marcos, you want to chime in there? No, as Maite said, you know, I think Maite and I had a special relationship. It was just, a, I think we were a great team on the front. She covered me more often when I screwed up than I deserved to, but she was a, it was a great team. Yeah, I think we have great stories to tell. And I love actually hearing Dante, I haven't seen him for so many years. And when he worked at Cafe Blue and I was at Daniel at the time, I think it was, I would love to, Dante, get together with you again and see you and have a drink, maybe catch up and speak about the old times. And I would like that. it's just nice to have everybody on the phone. And I think we all have the same experience. And Danielle, to so many of us, offered or gave us the opportunity to grow. We all came in young. We all came in green behind our ears. And for me, being, you know, an Austrian guy who doesn't speak French, being the major D, Danielle was a little bit unheard and I was young at the time. I think I was 25 years old. And it was just, again, I think there was, like Dante had Erica behind him in his career, and I had Brett behind me and Michael Lawrence who helped me to grow and giving me the opportunity, giving me a shot at it. And I was yeah. fortunate enough that we all had to work hard and we were driven, and, but the, the whole team saw something and it was a phenomenal time. Beautiful. All right, let's go to Elvira. This is definitely an honor to be here. Honestly, this brings back so many memories. I pretty much know every single one of you. Uh, and I pretty much saw everybody recently that live here in the United States. So nice to see you all. Uh, I started, my name is Elvira Zananovic, and I started working for Danielle back in year of 2000. I still consider myself very young. And I still do work for Daniel, 23 years after. Currently, I am a regional general manager, basically handling entire 64th Street. I have Barbulu, Bulusud, and the epicity there that we are dealing with. Carrie, I heard so much about you. I never had a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> at least I don't think so. And just so you know, I don't Barbulu, think so. Barbulu is still the same. Nothing really changed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to pass by. It's been a yeah. while. Well, and those service meetings with Daniel, they did not change as well as to also. They are exactly the same. He still keeps calling. He still has 
tremendous he gets tremendously upset when he calls the restaurant and nobody picks up the phone yeah yeah oh i learned that uh, lesson very fast i sometimes between us please don't tell him that I, th I think he just calls it to get upset for that reason. When we opened the restaurant, there was no open table. There was no open table for the first like week, maybe even two weeks. And the place was insane. It was so busy. And we had the portable phone down below and it would keep ringing and keep ringing. And I just looked at it and I was like, I was back. I was like, I can't answer that phone right now. Like I, and I obviously did not realize it was only Danielle and I didn't answer the phone and I heard. Honestly, it's exactly the same. Even these days, uh, the pre-theater is just ridiculously insane. Uh, pretty much every single day when he calls me, I see that he's calling me, but I physically cannot pick up the phone because I'm putting 17 fires down and I'm trying to make sure that all these people are leaving at the same time. So, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. I mean, it's the nature of business that we are in. Uh, you know, but it's still the same. Nothing really changed. Yeah, I started working for Daniel back in 2000. I think the only person that's on this call that was there before me was Marcus. He was uh, as uh, assistant captain in Cafe Bull. I came to this beautiful country only for... Yeah, I came as a political refugee. And the only reason why I got the job as a busboy in Daniel back in 2000 was Daniel's ex-wife, Mickey Palmer Bulu which is my second mother. Uh, I love that lady. She's, you know, she's a sweetheart to me, been since day one. And, uh, you know, as much as I love Danielle, I think I love Mickey just a touch more. <laughs> uh, Amazing. She's, she's, truly, she's truly a special woman in my life. Uh, honestly, I mean, you know, when I, when I got to this country, I, I got offered two jobs. Uh, through through the International Rescue Committee, the organization that brought me to the United States. And uh, one job was uh, in a retail store at the mall. And then the second job was a busboy at Danielle. The only wow. thing I asked is like, where am I going to meet more ladies? They told me in the restaurant. I'm like, sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, for those of you who know my wife, I had uh, I was very lucky and fortunate to meet my, my wife at Danielle. Uh, we used to work together back in the day. For a very short period of time, uh, you know, when I asked her out, she told me she doesn't date people that she works with. So I told her, why don't you quit so we can date? And she did. And now we have two beautiful kids and uh, 16 years of marriage behind us. So mm. I did a lot of things at Daniel. I did pretty much everything that was there to do. I was a floor major for an extended period of time from 2010 until 2008. In 2008, after, I mean, in 2000, from 2010 to 2018. In 2018, when Sheriff actually became service director at Daniel, I went and I was a major at Cafe Bulu for approximately 14, 15 months or so. And that the team at Cafe Bulu was pretty much the same team as Sheriff left, which was Wonder, Aaron was the chef, Daryl was behind the bar. And honestly, those 14, 15 months at Cafe Bulu were truly, truly amazing. I wasn't really crazy about the idea of going to Cafe Bulu at that time. But I said, you know what, let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens. And I'm really happy that I did. After that, in 2019, in June or so, when Sharif departed from Restaurant Daniel, I moved back and I was a service director at Restaurant Daniel from June of 2019. 
until until the pandemic. There were some amazing months. Karim was my general manager. We had some amazing time back then. 2020, New Year's Eve, was actually the highest grossing New Year's Eve in history of Restaurant Daniel. I don't know if they broke it after I left, but that New Year's Eve was truly special. During the pandemic, first couple of months, I was home like everybody else. And then I went back to Daniel. We did something that we never did. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that we we're going to be doing at Restaurant Daniel, which is doing the delivery to go and having outdoor seating on that beautiful sidewalk on 65th Street. After doing that for a couple of months, I had a opportunity to go out to the Hamptons, run a couple of restaurants out there for a different restaurant group. So I left Daniel back in September of 2020. Uh, Hamptons was great for the first couple of months, but after that, I quickly realized that was not the place where I wanted to spend more time than I needed to be politically correct. In the meantime, Daniel called me back asking, when am I coming back to the city? He wanted to see the possibilities of doing something different, doing something else. And at that time, only Bar Bulu was open. They were doing, of course, the outdoor dining, to goes and all that fun stuff. So I went back to run Bar Bulu with the idea of reopening Bulu Sud as well, which happened a couple of months after I arrived back. And as I said in the beginning, currently I am still on 64th Street and Broadway running those three totally different and crazy restaurants. Very happy and very lucky and fortunate that I came to this beautiful country and that I met Daniel. I don't know how he does it. He's unstoppable, has so much energy. The industry is a little bit different, but Daniel, Daniel is still the same. He's truly an inspiration. He's truly a motivation for me personally. I mean, I wish when I'm in his age, to be as energized and full of life as he is. Just one last thing before I stop rumbling. I can do this quite a lot, but in the beginning, when during my early age, he always used to tell me, you know, when I was in your age, I used to do this, I used to do that. So now after working for him for 23 years, he tells me, well, when I was in your age, I'm like, well, chef, actually, I know you when you were in my age. So now you have to be careful what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's, a good one. that's amazing i literally i spent more than half of my life working for this guy and in the beginning my story was similar like my is i'm gonna start working here maybe a year or two we'll see what happens and then after 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 a year or two i took the bull by the horn and just keep going and making it happen i don't think i'm gonna keep going as much as he does but i'm not planning to slow down anytime soon and once again, Erica, thank you for having me. This is truly an honor with all these amazing people that I had a pleasure of working with or knowing or that I know now. And I truly hope to see you guys all soon in person sometime as well. Beautiful. That's awesome. Thank you, Elvia. Okay. How about Kareem now? We didn't get to chat with you in the beginning, but welcome. And maybe start by saying who you are because maybe you don't know everybody here. I'm not sure. Uh, thank you, Erika. Uh, yeah, I have not met everybody personally, but I have heard about everybody for sure and uh, work with a bunch of you. So my name is Karim Guedouard. I'm from the south of France, from Monaco. And I arrived in the States in 2001. And fast forward my story at Daniel. I started in the end of 2011. I was uh, working at the St. Regis at the time, and I went to London at the Dorchester, and I met Daniel in London, and I wanted to go back to New York to keep my, my green card. 
since my career moves have been dictated a lot by immigration. A lot of us know what immigration means in this country. So I I met Daniel and Daniel told me that if I if I left my my job, which I was with Alain Ducasse, he would be willing to to help me out when I arrive in New York. So I did that and that was at the time when Boulusud was opening. So I started end of 2011 at, at Boulusud as a maitre and I stayed there until uh, beginning of 2014 when I arrived at, at Daniel as the service director to take, to take right after John Winterman. Thank you, by the way, for your shitty sitting for Valentine's Day. It was great. Uh, it's um <laughs> it was a gift it was not against you it was a gift for eddie larue just so you know <laughs> it's first thing you told me i'm sorry for this weekend <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so i started the service director 2014 and became the general manager 2018 and then got a, a bit of a larger role with looking at montreal as well still staying at, at restaurant Daniel. Then COVID hit, what to say? We all had to, to survive and do things that we didn't know we were capable of and try to get back and build again a stronger team and a stronger structure. I think we're still in that in that building mode. So now 2023, still uh, still at restaurant Daniel, still trying to uh, to keep up with the man. That's that's a daily thing, and it does it does not stop. At the opposite, it becomes more and more uh, energetic, and 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 wants wants to get better and better every day. Which it can be uh, it can be challenging, but it's also I think the most inspiring thing that we we all felt and still do feel. Daniel uh, Daniel is Daniel, and we feed off his his energy. And it's, uh, it's a pleasure sure. to celebrate the 30 years of, of, of a legacy like that and hopefully much, much more to come. So that's me in a nutshell. Fantastic. And you are leading an incredible ship. Dante and I were there two weeks ago for Dante's birthday. And that restaurant is firing on all cylinders. I've had many meals there, fortunate to have had over the years, but it's never been better. Never been better. Food, service. It's fantastic. Bravo, Thank bravo. Thank you, Karim. Table side service was particularly good. <laughs> yes, very nice. Okay. So everybody has said their background and stuff. And I think that one of the things we have, of course, is a lot of stories. And I know we're running long, but... I would love to hear a story from either everyone or whatever you have, but we all have those stories of these amazing moments. Could be star-studded, could be a total disaster, could be scandal, I don't know. But I'd love to hear some stories from people. What's your craziest story or best story or memory? Okay. Okay, but but I was very I felt very honored to be a part of this group and to be invited to be here and to talk about Danielle and I did I don't think I expressed enough how much it did mean to me to work for Danielle and also Brett Trucy I absolutely have to mention his name. 
But one day, and I remember this story anytime I think of Barbaloo and uh, Elver, I imagine it's still the same. There's this huge staircase or flight of stairs right at the front door of the restaurant of stone correct. stairs. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, we had a woman from the New York Times in and uh, I, I don't, I hesitate to mention her age, but older and she had broken her leg. And so she was on crutches and she wanted to see the rooms downstairs. And she was, at the time she was with Matthew Dahlberg and, and Monica Saberstein. And they were trying so hard to convince her to use the elevator. And she was not having it one bit and she was kind of barking at everyone. And so we're like, okay, sure, sure, sure. You can go down the stairs. And we're all standing there kind of awkwardly looking. But you almost feel the tension as this woman went tumbling completely down the stairs to the oh bottom of the stairs. And I thought Matthew Dahlberg was going to have a complete heart attack. I could just hear him like breathing and losing his breath. He was so shocked. And it was horrifying. And, and all these people went running down trying to help her, but she was fine, I guess. Wow. And she was telling us not to touch her. And then she got up and went and saw the rooms. And um, and then left. Wow. I guess it was fine, and I, it was so frightening to watch. I mean, it's a huge, it's a very large flight of yes. stairs, and she went all the way to the bottom, <laughs> all the way to the bottom. It was like a film, but I remember it to this day. John, I know you have some stories. I do. I've got. I'm going to make two short ones. One is I have always admired Danielle for this ability where somebody would come in that he specifically does not like <laughs> and you would go in the office and I'm going to use this example. You go, Hey chef, Nello's here. He's on table 35 or whatever. Right. And his reaction was always ah, that fucking asshole. Why is he here? Like blah, blah, blah. And Nello has <laughs> his own bad reputation in the city. And so Danielle would express his opinion about him in the skybox privately. And then a half an hour later, come down and you kissed it times you know so far how have you been it's so good to see you and the next thing you know the guy's being comped but i was i always get to admire that ability you know and I, I think about that when i harbor resentment against my own customers you know his ability to just make everyone feel welcome no matter what he thinks of you personally <laughs> and the other one is i still remember this really well where we had a summer day where it was nice and warm but it wasn't humid and the ac at danielle can sometimes be a little problematic and Danielle had made some reservations for friends of his from Montreal. And Danielle, by the way, is in Lyon at the time. And his friends came in with no jackets. So Pierre came to the door with me and he said, well, you know, we we can loan you some jackets. And they threw a stink about it. And then it gets three o'clock in the morning in Lyon and Danielle calls us just furious about how we can't protect the restaurant this and all this stuff. And Pierre and I are on the phone and we said, that's fine. If you want to change the policy at your restaurant, we'll back you up. But just so you know, um, you're creating a double standard here and there's already people in the dining room. They're going to be very upset. So Danielle finally talked to his friends, convinced them to sit in the lounge where they didn't have to wear a jacket. And then I think he ended up calling us the next morning to apologize, which was, I thought, a very nice move on his part. Is Pierre, as you know, is probably more sensitive than anybody else in this call right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's we had that we had a pretty good fight with Danielle about the jacket policy. But I, I remember specifically restaurant do whatever you want to do but 
And Pierre and I were not shy about telling him the consequences of his actions. And uh, we actually won that battle, which was pretty good. And his friends had to sit in the lounge. But yeah, that was a rough night, though. I don't know if Elvira remembers that night, but anyway, those David are my two from, shows. David from, David from Toronto, not from Montreal, man. Oh, was it Toronto? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice guy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, yes. So I'll leave it at that. That's that's amazing. I'll uh, ch just chime in, maybe just really a story about Daniel's character. And I think what I was always really impressed and I just had great admiration, still do for him, is that he he was his own walking reservation system. He would you know talk to people in the restaurant, take their name, and make reservations regardless if we had the space or not. But I thought that was just an amazing part of him that he was his self-promoter and I think really that's where people would really respect him that he would carry that whole experience and literally writing down the reservation and then making it which is I think really pretty phenomenal or also coming up with a crazy idea and since we're talking about Barbulu is I remember working at Barbulu and when the Metropolitan Opera decided to start doing live presentations on the the mall there. And Danielle came up with that idea of a picnic. And um, so then it was like, oh my God, how are we going to make that happen? But, you know, he would come up with these ideas. I don't know if the Georgette was also part of it. Um, but, you know, having to take something, a concept, and then having it come to fruition, I think is just something that is always stuck out in my mind with Danielle is just the innovation and continues as a leader today about how he is and constantly reinventing himself and constantly putting himself out there, I think is what makes him such a remarkable man and the Dynex empire so unique, you know, really. So, cause I shared my other clearing of the table story. So I, I did that, but I think that, that was, Danielle is a man. It's just a really remarkable entity. Agreed, 100%. Okay, who's next with a story? I'll go next. I think just my very first week at Café Bouloud, one, one moment that I had with Chef in my very early interactions with him just is one that will stay for me forever just because of where his mind was at the time and is all the time. I'm standing in the dining room doing service. It's a busy night. Daniel walks in. As usual, you give him a little download of what's happening in the dining room. And I'm telling him such and such are sitting at this table and table 44, the couple sitting there, blah, blah, blah. They're celebrating an anniversary. I thought I gave him all the important information. And his first and only question to me was, okay, what do they do for a living? And I'm thinking, what do you mean what they do for a living, chef? How would I know? <laughs> and his response, he looked at me dead in the eyes and say, it's your dining room. You should know everybody. And just walked away. And that moment for me was so telling in terms of what his expectations were and how he saw the role of a metro d which by the way every one of you who was a metro d at cafe Boulud made our job so much harder because we at every turn just heard about how well you guys ran things like a slow night was not possible for daniel you walk into the dining room if a table was empty he'll ask you why is the table empty did you call people there's stories of the Bruno Jamais and everyone else who were just able to fill seats at a snap of their finger. And that was something that is, that was always just impressive to see. And, but one of my favorite 
One of my favorite moments is, with Daniel is watching him take an order at the table. When he's walking through the dining room, going to a table, talking to a person, and happens to take an order and just hands it to you as a captain or go to the kitchen and say, okay, this is what they ordered. This is what they're going to have. We fire the food. The striped bus comes out. You put it in front of this guest, and the guest says, oh, this is not what I ordered. And then you run to the kitchen, come back and say, chef said this is what you ordered. People say, yes, okay, that's what we ordered. It's like whatever chef sent is what you ordered. And if Daniel is the one taking your order, then <laughs> you're eating what comes out of the kitchen. And I thought that was just something also is <laughs> wow. is just his commanding presence in the dining room is something that is unique. You know, when we're having a crazy night, a table's food might be taking a few minutes longer than you want it. If Daniel is in the building, have him go to the table and just talk to them. That'll give you all the time you need. People just forget about everything else when he's in the dining room and that magic was priceless. And and having been part of that is something certainly that is unique and that we certainly cherish and will always remember. Beautiful. Thank you. Actually, I would do a quick follow-up on what Sharif just said, because you made me remember something that Danielle said to me when I was working the door. And I actually was the first woman who was given the title of maitre d in one of Danielle's restaurants. Certainly was not at Danielle at that time, but I opened DB Bistro. And I think, of course, I'm very grateful to Danielle and Brett for giving me that opportunity. But I remember Danielle standing there at the podium with me and he said, somebody has got to drive the boat and that somebody is you. And I was like, <laughs> really? Okay, I can do that. <laughs> but it was it was very, you can imagine, American woman, relatively young. That was a pretty huge vote of confidence from him. You know, Erica, in my humble opinion, I think what makes uh, Dynex such a successful uh, group is obviously Daniel is Daniel, and he's just a unique, unbelievable human being. There's no one else like him out there. But there, 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 he's got a way of putting a group of individuals around who have talents that can match his energy and grow to that. Because the stories that I just heard across the board from Dante and everyone else, and the group of people that you are surrounded when you work for Daniel all the time are people who challenge you to be the best version of yourself all the time. There's just no such thing as, as coming in and not performing to the best of your ability. Walking into Cafe Bullet, walking into Danielle, being surrounded by LV, Kareem, Pierre, you're forced to perform. And at the end of it all, we have what we have is Danielle today. And, and I think that's also, I'm, I'm glad uh, Brett's name was mentioned because he's one person who during our time working for Danielle was the other side of the spectrum as well being efficient restaurant managers, understanding the business side of things and being able to make things work. Uh, I think Brett was the heavyweight champion of that. And coupled with the drive that Daniel instituted in everyone, I think just made the restaurant run a full blast. I would like to say I love hearing all your stories. It just brings me bring so many memories back. When you said, Erica, about like being a woman, uh, Metro D., um, I mean, stories, I have so many, and, and Mark, like most of them are with Marcus. Like, I just 
for me, working at Daniel, he remembers perfectly how I came in. I had no idea what I was going into. No idea. I walked in and I was like, oh, wow. And I remember every single night. It was like, like a theater every single night. Equally enjoyable and stressful because every single detail had to be perfect. Like Daniel wanted everything and that's the reason why to his, obviously, everything needs to be perfect. But at the same time, it was so enjoyable. I remember just laughing like out loud with Marcus so many nights, so many nights. And then when he left and I and I became the Metro D, I don't think there was a, a woman at the door. Um, and I remember like one of the first days, like the, first of all, my name, nobody knew how to pronounce it. So they say Mai Tai, Mai Ti. Maita, and um, it doesn't end with an A, so nobody, not everybody knew that it was a woman. So I remember uh, some customers that were like coming in. I remember this customer was like, oh, I would like to see the Metro D. I'm like, oh, it's me. And he's like, no, I'm looking for my tie. I'm like, oh yeah, it's me. And he said, oh, I was expecting an Asian female. And I was like, uh, no, there's no, I'm not Asian and I'm not a, a, a man. And I remember like at the beginning, it was a little bit shocking for some customers. Most of them, I knew them because I, I worked uh, for many years at the door. But apart from, from that, that it was just a couple of people, I always, always felt very welcome, very um, supported by the team and very, very fortunate to be there every single night. Amazing. So, That's you. really amazing. Anybody else have a story, a crazy story they'd like to tell? Maybe a star-studded story? Now that you said about a star, when I became the first female Metro D, they came to do an article. I can't remember. My husband always says he's, he's, he was Vogue, but I don't think it was. Anyway, we don't know. We can't remember what magazine it was. It was an online article. And they came to do um, like pictures and they came with clothes and all like to do this photo shooting and they gave me the list of who was going to take everything and I saw the photographer was Brian Adams and I thought by then it was my favorite singer since I was a little kid but I never thought that it could be him so I was like oh look it has the same name I mean Adams is a pretty common name so when he came it was him the singer Brian Adams the Canadian singer and I was like Oh, wow. Like you, you're my favorite star. I went to so many of his concerts. And since then, we became very good friends. And actually, we're still in contact. I've seen him. Yeah. I think I've seen him in five concerts in the past years. I always go to the to his like comedian. I don't know what it's called, like where they are before and have a drink with him. In When he came in Spain, we had lunch together. My brothers became 40 and 50 this year, and my gift to them is go to New York to see him in a month. Um, so I'm thinking, I'm, after this call, I think I'm going to buy a ticket and go with them as well and go and see Perfect. you all because... Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So maybe I'll see you in a, in a month there. Who knows? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So I think if Maite comes and we can talk Sharif into coming to New York and maybe Carrie... I would host the lunch or dinner at Sean Winterman's place because unfortunately I have not been there, but would love to share some time with everybody and catch up and talk and 
because there's many stories we cannot tell. Some I stories know, we know. love about it. <laughs> but I think I would love to. Some of it I work together with. Some of them I, I only know because I'm still in the business. And I would have to laugh about it because they used to hate me in the kitchen when I said late tables. We had yes. South Americans coming after theater, and now I have to be nice to Eddie and JFK, so make sure they buy food from me. So it changed the role a little bit. But no, I would love to see everybody. We'd love to get together. If you can find a time and a place to all meet together and see who's available to join us, I uh, would love to do that. Me too. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. We'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that too. Let's do it. Okay, There's awesome. an email chain going between us, and if my yes. if your flight is confirmed, and you know, I know Shreve and Carol would have for you guys to get in, but whoever is in available at the time would love to see everybody. I would come into town I, for that. I'm do a trip. Perfect. Perfect. I'll, give you, I'll give you the dates. <laughs> Super. And I do think we should also put Carrie Vineyard yes. place on our visit list too. You should. That would be nice. I will cook. I I. I will cook for you and it won't be like Francie or Danielle, but I, you know, it'll be good. It'll be amazing. Listen, I guess it's a good time to wrap up because it's been more than an hour. Thank you all so much for coming. Yes, this is, thank um, you. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you for organizing this, Erica. I'm sure it was not easy. I might say. Thank you. I want to see everybody's face before you leave. <laughs> All right, guys. Very special All right, love period. you guys. Thank you so much. It's so great to see you. Good to see you, Dante. I reach out to you as well. Bye, Sharif. Bye, Carrie. Thank Bye, you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you in like two hours, Erica. Okay.